Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and today is the National Day of Prayer. Uh, began 69 years ago, uh, 1952, and uh, was uh, done by a unanimous act uh, in both the House and the Senate and signed into law by the President. And for almost 70 years now, this uh, first Thursday of May has been the National Day of Prayer. And as we come towards the end of a pandemic, uh, I think prayer has played an interesting role in all of our lives uh, across the board over the last year. And I think it's even more important as we move forward. And we're very pleased to have joining us on the line today, uh, Reverend Oscar Moses from Calvary Baptist Church, along with uh, Imam Shueb uh, from the Utah Islamic Center. Uh, Gentlemen, thanks to both of you for joining us today. Thank you, boys, for having me. Wonderful. And and uh, let's start with you, uh, Reverend Moses. Uh, it's been a, uh, a tumultuous year, to be sure. And uh, as you look at this National Day of Prayer, uh, lots of events uh, of all denominations coming together uh, on this National Day of Prayer. Uh, what's in your heart today as uh, as you look at where we are and where, and where we need to go next? Sure. Well, you know, I, I really, really am thankful for a National Day of Prayer. But as Christians or as believers or and knowing that God is sovereign every day should be a day of prayer. This this year has been a tremendous learning experience for many of us. And one of the things that I try to implement at Calvary as it relates to prayer is that we pray specifically for spiritual healing, for physical healing, as well as racial healing. And so that's been a thing for the last year or so. Wonderful. Uh, so powerful. And I love the specificity. There is something about that kind of prayer uh, that is especially powerful. Uh, Imam Shueb, uh, Ramadan Karim to you. We know it is the, the middle of Ramadan for you. Uh, tell us about how prayer, especially during this Ramadan season, has been uh, important and different uh, for our friends in the Muslim community. Well, our prayers are probably everyone knows someone in their immediate family circle or circle of friends who have been infected with COVID. So there's a lot of prayers almost on a daily basis for people who, uh, whose loved ones are sick. Um, so we pray for all all the believers, non-believers, fellow human beings, yeah. uh, whether they are in America or Argentina or India or Iraq, anywhere in the world, that may God uh, grant them cure and a speedy recovery, and also those who have passed away 
from this virus. May God grant them paradise. Mm. Uh, so our prayers are out for everyone. Oh. And in, uh, but prayer is, is 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 very unique in the sense that it connects us with the divine, and we all in our various faith traditions have prayer. Uh, so it connects us with each other also, because that's something that we can all relate to. That's you know? right. That's... Uh, not every faith tradition has a pilgrimage or or fasting or some other ritual, but we all have some form of prayer. So National Day of Prayer, it really connects us all together as fellow citizens, fellow human beings. Uh, that's so that's so powerful. And it is that divine connection, again, regardless of, of faith tradition, uh, that connection is so important for all of us uh, to maintain it. It's why I have... Uh, holy envy uh, for so many different uh, practices and, and traditions of, of different faiths. Uh, Reverend Moses, in, in your congregation at Calvary Baptist, uh, one of the things that I've sensed around the country uh, and here in Utah is that there is kind of this weariness. There is a little bit of a weary, a heaviness uh, as we get towards the end of this pandemic in particular. Uh, what have you sensed uh, at Calvary Baptist that uh, is going to help in terms of prayer, in terms of how do we lift everyone and, and get everybody to kind of stand square again and link arms and move forward together? Yeah, so I think that uh, we're right on target with prayer. Is I mean, we, we're coming out of the pandemic, and uh, I, I like to look at it, uh, Boyd, as a kind of a liminal space, um, um, whereas, uh, you know, what has happened has uprooted so much of what we're so familiar with that we're now at an opportunity to plant our feet in new soil and, you know, and experience what new things God has for us as a result of what we've been through, uh, what we've learned as a result of the pandemic and how we will navigate our way through the, through this course of life for ministry for the future. Uh, So powerful planting new things together. uh, That's such an important concept. And I think it's part of the reason why, uh, for me, anyway, it's been more about, you know, not how do we go back to what was, but how do we go to what's next? You know, that uh, we're, we're in this moment. And uh, uh, to you, Imam Shoeb, uh, as you look at your congregation and, again, some of that heaviness from some of the loss, loss of, of lives and loved ones and uh, opportunities and so on, what's the, uh, what's the hope uh, in your community, again, especially as you go through this beautiful, powerful period of, of Ramadan? Well, um, Ramadan is a transformative month for the Muslim community, but I think as a, um, as a, as a larger community as a whole, the pandemic should uh, transform us um, in the sense that it's not just, okay, back to, back to business as usual. We should become more connected, more spiritual, uh, and realize how dependent we are on the Almighty for every inhale and exhale exhale and how much we are uh, dependent on each other as healthcare workers as, and how we all have the same hopes and fears. So we should become more united uh, coming out of this pandemic as one community, as one country. Oh, so powerful. Uh, thanks to, to both of you for uh, jumping on on short notice today on uh, this National Day of Prayer uh, you, you both inspire me. Uh, I know you inspire your communities, uh, and you show us what it means to really link and, and lock arms together uh, as we strive to move forward. We'll have uh, both of you back real soon because you make my day better 
Uh, and these conversations, I think, are important for all of us. Uh, again, Reverend Oscar Moses from Calvary Baptist Church and Imam Shueb uh, from our friends at the Utah Islamic Center. Uh, thanks to both of you for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd, and thank you, Imam Shueb. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, those are those are two uh, extraordinary souls right there. And I, regardless of what your faith tradition may be, uh, that's uh, inspired and inspiring uh, to to hear those different things. This this always gets me thinking in different ways. Uh, and again, on on a national day of prayer day, uh, Reverend Moses uh, always leads to that divine connection. And he he talked about uh, how important it is that we recognize all of the ways we've become disconnected. Uh, over the past year and what that opportunity for healing is. And uh, I loved his focus on praying uh, specifically in there uh, at, at Calvary Baptist uh, for that that kind of healing and and moving forward. I loved Imam Shueb uh, in terms of uh, really moving things forward, that transformational shift uh, that really is, if you haven't ever studied Ramadan before, uh, that is worth uh, a deep dive, again, regardless of your faith tradition. Uh, because it is about this shift. It, it's a shift in everything you do in terms of that fasting during the daylight hours um, and then eating in the evening and, and these uh, specific prayers in the evening. It, it does shift everything. It changes your routine. And a lot of us could use that kind of jolt from, uh, from time to time. Uh, but as the imam said, it's about creating a shift so that then we can be transformed. Uh, and I also love the way that the imam talked about that inter dependent connection that we have to people from around the world. Uh, and that's inspiring. And so to me, this kind of day, this uh, national day of prayer, again, 69 years uh, now, almost 70, that uh, we've had the national day of prayer here in the United States of America. And it is a chance, and there's some great activities and events going on across the state of Utah today that you can be part of uh, that are all either non-denominational or multi-denominational. Uh, that are just great opportunities uh, to just pause for a minute, connect with the the divine on whatever level you might, uh, and and interconnect uh, with people of many different faiths. Uh, we're at a point the nation needs this day, uh, and we need to move forward. We're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about the National Day of Prayer. We will be joined by Elder Evan Schmutz of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. He'll weigh in coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 